Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger of J. Rieger & Co. Joined, as always, by my wonderful buddy and co-host, Matt Basinger of Swallspark. Usually Swallspark. you say best buddy, and I prefer that introduction to wonderful buddy. Beggars cannot be choosers. We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios, and we are joined by the lovely Miss Jackie Wise of Emprise Bank with us. And our guest today, someone that Matt and I both know, it's Jessica Rourke. Jessica owns Ipega Photo. Jessica? Hey. Hope this isn't your first podcast. Welcome to the show. <laughs> it's not. I've done several of these, actually. <laughs> Jessica, let's uh, start with the softball question. What is Ipega Photo? Okay, yeah. Ipega Photo is a photography studio here in Kansas City. Um, we started out primarily focused on weddings, um, and it kind of organically grew into more coverage with involving babies, families, um, and then we've dappled in fashion and fitness and business branding since then. Um, so yeah, our photography studio has kind of grown with the needs of our clients and it's been a fun ride. How did you get into it? Um, yeah, I was an artist always kind of as a kid and growing up and um, had an art teacher say, hey, you should apply all the things that you know about color composition um, and connecting with other people and apply that through the lens. And so I started studying photography, um, working for other photographers, and then eventually opened my own business right out of college. So photography, uh, we met through photography, right? Yep. As uh, we used to shoot weddings together and, and we have lots of fun stories and go way back. But yep. one of the fascinating things about photography is it's a relatively low barrier for entry uh, industry or business to start. There's a lot of people who start and they do it for a year or two and they flame out and move on to other things. And you get cheap equipment, yeah. opportunities. Yep. Um, you have been doing this for how long? 18 years. 18 years. years. Your business is about to go to college. Uh-huh. It's uh -huh. a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, and I think more specifically, your business is not just you. And so walk me through what it was like to start this business and then what it was like to grow it to the point that you are employing other people and being trusted with these really, really important moments and really look, look to as one of the, if not the premier event photographer in the Kansas City area. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's been really fun to watch how the business has organically, again, grown. Um, started just myself. Um, it was a lot of hats to carry and wear. Um, and so I started seeking out people who had giftings in areas that I didn't have to help run the business. Um, and I, I also, at the time, needed uh, other photographers to help cover all of the events that we were doing around Kansas City and elsewhere. Um, and as I poured that attention and time in developing these other photographers, I realized as a leader that they themselves could benefit from being a part of my company, taking on some of the weddings, lead shooting. Um, so I met with a business coach and we kind of talked through what that might look like and how that would uh, be mutually beneficial for them and for me. Um, and so since then we've grown and added three more associates. Um, and it's been really cool because we all have the, the creative freedom to do what we are best at, and then we kind of carry each other's load in the areas that uh, we're not so good at. So mm -hmm. as a team, it allows us to 
press more creatively in the areas that we're most passionate about, which is really cool. As you're wanting to, to grow from just you to you have multiple associates working with you, is that done by you're robbing your bank and you're pulling money out of your savings account in order to begin paying people and buy more equipment? Are you calling Jackie at Emprise and saying, can I get a little business loan for I want to buy these cameras and hire these people? What is sort of your approach every time that you're wanting to continue to scale up? Uh, well, to be honest, we've been a pretty slow on a slow growth pattern this whole uh, the last 18 years. So I've funded primarily within our own means um, as we expand. But um, I'm I, I am definitely at a place where looking forward, um, I have a vision that's bigger than what we could probably carry on our own. Um, so yeah, we'll probably look into some sort of a business loan for that opportunity. One of the things I love about this show and I love about us being able, I think we've interviewed, you know, 70 some odd folks now is everyone's journey is a little bit different mm -hmm. and there, there are obviously consistencies, but one of the things that people not complain about, but, but talk about the complexities of essentially reproducing yourself, right? Like, so when someone hires a Pega, initially it was, Hey, I know that I'm hiring Jessica. And she's going to show up and do a great job because I can see Jessica's work and, I, and we know her or word of mouth or whatever. But then it becomes Jessica and mm -hmm. and then Jessica and this other, you know. And so how did you like reproduce what a Pega is and what it means and how someone like making the company bigger than just you? Mm -hmm. Are you a process oriented person? Was it, hey, I'm going to teach you and you're going to be my, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be your sensei or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like mm he's -hmm. talked about organically, but it is more complex than that, right? It, it is. It's strategic, um, but it was never like a forced. It, it was like a very clear that we were ready to take that step. So, I've also always had the vision as a photography studio of being able to provide beautiful, well done photography mm -hmm. for people of all price points um, and people who are looking for a variety of different products and services within. So what happened is when I brought on an associate and as they were training and doing their kind of uh, beginnings in their career, their price point would be a, lo a lower price point. And that would bump me up to a next price point that I was eager to get to, but also didn't want to say goodbye to my clientele that was in a maybe potentially lower price point. So with each associate that's come on, we've been able to expand um, our price range and what we can offer. Uh, my packages tend to include like all of the bells and whistles and a lot of time and um, mostly products, to be honest. I'm really passionate about uh, reclaiming photography as something more than just a digital art. And so uh, curating a line of albums and prints and uh, fine art that people can put on their walls is important to me, but that comes at a price point. So between uh, myself and my associates, we're able to kind of uh, service more uh, a wider demographic in Kansas City. How do you, sorry to cut you off, Andy, oh, how do you like distinguish between, right, so there's weddings and, and a wedding is not to say cut and dry, but like you have packages mm -hmm. that uh, people can choose between and it's if you want you to show up for six hours or 10 hours, it's like there's a price for that and that's sure. kind of predetermined. Once you 
got sustainable with, hey, we're going to have enough money to feed the family and, and all these things, you've now been able to branch out into like more than that. How do you, as a service provider, distinguish between, okay, this is clearly, this is the, the $3,000 package and that's that. And like, oh, wow, we're going to try this new thing. And I don't even know how to, I don't know how to price this. Do you, are you, um, as you get into more fine art, because as we've talked off camera, mm -hmm. like you're, you're starting to venture into a little bit more of fine art photography, like how do you monetize that? Mm -hmm. How do you go about that? Um, well, where I'm at right now is I'm just creating that product, mm -hmm. like creating that fine art product and seeing how it lands in the market to see. Uh, I think my approach will be, you know, over the period of the next 10 years to spend 10% of my time focusing on figuring out fine art and selling fine art to probably our wedding clients, to be honest, because, um, and just our client base in general, because as much as I think photography is beautiful um, on your walls, I also don't think your walls need to be covered with your faces all over the place. So to be able to mix in some fine arts and mixed media, um, could be really cool. We're still in, I'm still in that idea phase of that. Um, but if that product lands well, then depending on the demand would determine how much I pull back uh, from my own wedding work and give that to my associates. Basic question that I have, it's not too often that you find, you know, a wedding photographers, for example, normally it's husband and wife duos, two best friends that own the mm -hmm. studio, a solo person, mm -hmm. but you have several people that work for you. What would you really look at? And we talked earlier about the barriers to entry, not being as high as in some industries. Mm -hmm. What are the advantages of someone starting out working for someone in this industry versus just going and figuring it out themselves? Yeah. Well. A huge benefit is just the connections that I already have with wedding planners, vendors, um, where they know and trust that whoever I place in their hands, like they're gonna do a great job. So there's, instead of having to prove themselves and their quality of work, I think it's assumed. And so they kind of get to enter in at that point. Um, and then they also, the huge benefit is they don't have to run their own business. So they don't have to run their own business, have a marketing plan, um, deal with some of the taxation issues. Um, I carry all of that weight um, and let them just focus on uh, what they do best, which is creating, editing, connecting with their clients. So are you discovering though that these people that are these individuals that you're hiring, they are going to end up being short-term employees because they inherently just want to learn from you and then go do their own thing? Or is there an entire breed of photographers out there that say, look, I, I just don't want to deal with any of that. Like I love mm -hmm. photography or I love editing or whatever. And yeah. no, like I, I don't want to deal with yeah. getting business. I don't want to deal with talking to clients. I just want to do what I love. Yeah. Well, the ones that end up at my studio are the ones who are of that breed. They are not interested in carrying the weight of, of all of the hats. Um, but that's a conversation that we have before they sign on as an associate. And I make it really clear that if they want, if they yearn to uh, create their own business, that I will fully support them and applaud them and encourage them. But um, to sign on as an associate is a decision in and of itself to not really venture that way. What do you think, 
has allowed you all to be so sustainable? Because I, it's got to be hundreds of other photography shops in Kansas City who have opened and closed mm -hmm. in the 18 years that you've been serving the KC Metro. What sets you and Apega apart? Honestly, I think the fact that we have a team um, minimizes the burnout. Because when and if one of the associates or myself is getting to a point of dissatisfaction, we can all gather together and be like, okay, how can we divvy up these um, tasks, these roles that need to be done um, that might fit each other's lifestyle differently? So like for instance, I have an associate right now who just had a baby. Um, and it's a beautiful thing to be able to offer some relief to her as I take on some of her work, just like she did with me when I was having my kids. Um, and so instead of being like a, you know, this job takes all of my time, now I'm going to start a family and now I have to quit, it allows a little bit more of like an ebb and flow with the seasons of life. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that we all carry different roles allows us to focus on what we really love doing. You know, so. Do you have clients that don't pay? Not really. That's great. Uh, <laughs> totally separate question from clients not wanting to pay is how much time is actually spent? You know, we as the public, when we see a photographer, we see someone holding a camera in their hand. Yeah. We don't see the client acquisition. We don't see the planning for what you're going to have to do. We don't see the post production. Right. We don't see any of that. Right. What percent of the time is actually utilized with a camera in your hand versus planning? Well, planning, working on the, f the f photos, yeah. whatever that is. Uh, I mean, I'd say like 75% prep and post work and 25% actual yeah. shooting. Yeah. Just an interesting number for yeah. listeners to, to hear that yeah. most people don't realize. Yeah. So you mentioned over the course of the next 10 years, you want to spend 10% of your time you know, towards more of this, call it fine art piece. Yeah. What else, how else do you think your business will look different? Like what are some of the other goals that you are pursuing over the course of the next 10 years? How do you want to shift a Pega? Does that mean a new studio? Does that mean more employees? Yeah. Does that mean less employees, but focusing more on something else? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a vision of having a, a shared um, space, like a, a shared to collaborate beyond our team with other photographers in the Kansas City area, um, a space that would just have tall ceilings and uh, lots of different in-studio lighting, different options that um, people could rent um, or just have rent out for a variety of reasons. So that's an idea that I, I float around uh, and dream about for sure because I, as much as I love collaborating with my team, I, I also love collaborating with the other photographers in the area. And um, for a lot of them, they're just on their own. They don't have a team. And so to be able to offer something like that eventually would be really cool. Um, maybe have my own little art studio on the side there as well. So. I love it. Jessica, this is Let Me Be Brief. And so that means that we have to honor that commitment. Uh, Andy, I don't know if, you, if, if this is your last chance for another question before I start wrapping up. No. We're good. I don't like being cut off by you, so I just don't want to be bit. <laughs> um, aside from business, aside from being a mom or being a wife, 
what is the coolest thing that you have ever done? And you can't say this podcast. Yes, although Aside that is the answer. From this moment yes, in time. right now. Um, I also skydove over the border of Mexico and California. Okay. Uh, tandem. It's very frightening. So they made sure you fell on the right side, which we don't know which the right I, side was. Yeah, we don't. I think I was in California. When, when was this? Tell, tell us a little bit more um, about that. Okay. I was in college and it was a post-college, I don't know, road trip. We drove down to see a guy I was dating at the time who was a Navy SEAL and he was down there in San Diego. So he's a wuss. He's a big wuss. He's like <laughs> such a pansy. So um, yeah, he hooked us up with a tandem ride and 40,000 feet up we went wow. and I was... So like oxygen mask and all? 20,000 maybe? <laughs> maybe 10. <laughs> no, it was for sure more than 10. Mm, okay. It was for sure. Keep going. But I didn't need an oxygen mask. It was the Mexican side, so it was kilometers actually. There's that. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, we're confusing some things. Yes, it's yes, all good. Yes, yes. Listen, I'm not, a, I'm not a detailed person, okay? But we were up really high. Except when it comes was, to photos. I am also not a detailed person <laughs> when it comes to photos. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. I was immediately regretting my decision when we got up and I was like peeking out the door, it's like, oh my gosh. And then we did, a, we did a somersault, and then you like open your arms up, and then you float all the way down. Dang. And eventually you open the parachute. So that was the coolest thing. For Fortunately. Sure, for sure. Yep. <clears throat> well, Jessica, on behalf of Emprise Bank, the Jay Rieger & Co. Distillery, Let It Fly Media, and Soul Spark, uh, it's, so, it's been so fun to work alongside you. Yeah. Uh, it's so fun to see how you are continuing to grow here in Kansas City, and we're really excited to see what the future has in store for Epega Photo. Thanks you for spending time with us this morning. Thanks so much.